Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. I feel like I ran through that just a little bit. Are you okay with it? I, yeah, the pace was fine. Yeah, I great. couldn't wait for you to get to the end of it. <laughs> I think that's how most people feel when yeah. they're listening to it. <laughs> they're yeah, like, absolutely. Gosh, like times 10 speed. Oh, the, mm, stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what um, What have you been into? Well, I, you know, I had an experience this week that kind of, it stuck to my ribs a little bit. Um, because, you like know, we've biscuits discussed. biscuits and gravy. Yeah, just like biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. They're still sticking to me from college. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's all their fault. It's really. Um, <laughs> just all, whatever faults I have. It's so just, every every fault you've ever come across is because biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. I was okay. a faultless angel. When was the first time you had biscuits and gravy? It was in college. Really? Um, that's yeah. not a, that's not, I mean, it's very cold in, in your land. Yes. And so, like, I, well, I would think you would have, like, a nice, warm, hearty, meal like biscuits and gravy is that is that just a southern that's thing? a southern thing yeah okay. i didn't really okay. encounter them in real life you know okay. irl uh you had heard tales until i got to indiana of all mm-hmm. places okay uh yeah. and then i consumed them with a vigor that only <laughs> uh only can be you know contained within the only a high metabolism could respect yes <laughs> yeah, that's right uh but yeah, you know, up north they're more. It's more sweets. Um, oh, we okay. have something called uh, panakukin in Minnesota. Panakukin. That's not real. Which it, <laughs> you? Yes, it is. It's <laughs> okay. actually. It's basically like a deep dish pizza. Okay. Made out of like pancake okay. and then like layered inside with, you know, thinly sliced apple or you know there there's different. You're things describing pie. You're almost. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but it's not. It's not a nice crispy crust. Oh, okay. It is. It's a fluffy. It is a fluffy, you know, and you just drench it in syrup. Okay. uh, Because that's how you survive the winter. That is. Yeah. yeah, You got to have those carbs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When it's only light from about 10 a.m. until 2 (laughs) p.m., you got to have something to get you through the day. Yeah. Um, But that's not what, that's not really what happened. So, you know that I have a, a coffee business and... Um, I serve coffee to people at uh, the farmer's market and I had this experience and we've discussed this a little bit before, but this really went like another step farther. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people feel compelled occasionally when they're going by to say something like, oh, you know, like, oh, sorry, I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. And that's fine. People feel <laughs> bad for some reason for not buying something from you. Yeah. Um, because you know, I've experienced the same thing yeah. at trade shows. They're and like, we don't need software. And I'm like, I didn't ask. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and I don't want to sell it to you. Um, so this woman, though, she walks right into the market. I'm the first person in line. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. I don't I don't drink coffee. And I thought, all right, same experience. Mm-hmm. Seen this one. I just kind of smile and nod. And she stops right in front of me. And she goes on and she goes on to explain to me, you know, her friends drink coffee. Mm. You know, she drinks coffee maybe once or twice a year. Okay. But her friends, her friends, they drink coffee without cream or sugar, without anything. They actually like coffee. And she makes this disgusted look on her face. (laughs) Like, can you believe? To a man selling coffee. (laughs) Looks at me like I'm going to be sympathetic (laughs) to this cause. And I just said... 
Well, you're talking to the guy who's selling coffee. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you get it. I mean, you, you deal with this every day. You're disgusted by it. I'm disgusted by it. You know these animals that drink coffee all the time. Like you're just in on the joke, and so right. I mean, you know that your life is essentially a sham. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Everything you're working toward is a lie. <laughs> you get it. Absolutely. Uh, does she know about Dutch Bros that apparently has just like only flavored coffee? So she you can try what? that out if she, she just... doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. So. Or she could just drink pop. <laughs> All right. Well, this week on um, on We Took the Liberty, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting the really, we're getting really good at our yep. intros. We're getting super this. good at it. Uh, yeah, so this week on the pod, uh, we have uh, another special guest to talk about uh, their work and uh, about a, another local business here. It feels weird to call, we'll get into it, but it feels weird to call this company a local business. But I mean, essentially, well, let's it dive right into it. Uh, so, this is a company, it's called mm-hmm. Space Tango. Right. And it is based right here in Lexington. And if I understand correctly, um, and this is about to get explained, but I think the sort of their the main thrust of their business is uh, like, like zero time. gravity classical mm-hmm. dance lessons. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. High demand. <clears throat> um, but here to talk all about that uh, is the man himself, Paul Cool. Paul, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So how, how long how long have you worked for Space Tango? Um, it's been about six years. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and it sounds like you're having a great time. It sounds like you really enjoy working <laughs> for them. <laughs> you know, I appreciate the paychecks. Um, it's a good way to, uh, get money. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> is it true that they send job. you the checks like from space? They send mm-hmm. the check up to space and then they drop well, it in yeah. rockets yeah. to just shoot out. Yeah. If you're in the space business, everything has to go through space yeah. in order to be legitimate. I mean, that makes sense. So you're like, I don't, I don't have any questions to follow up on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I have to wash all of my clothes in coffee now. I have to, you know, I bathe in coffee. Because it's the same deal. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I work in IT, then like I just like plug into like the Matrix thing each yeah. night and just like yeah, it doesn't help me in any way. It's just something I have to do, and yeah, that's it makes sense. Like. I've seen you sort of like rubbing a computer on your face occasionally <laughs> for nourishment, for nourishment. <laughs> something yeah, that something absorb. that just like helps me like make it through the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, well tell us about what. Uh, what brought you, what was your journey to Space Tango? Uh, that's a good question. I've always been passionate about space. Um, I felt like space was the pinnacle of like really cool engineering, the harshest environment, the most difficult stuff. Once it's up there, you can't really do anything about it. It has to work. Um, you know, also major nerd. So Star Trek, Star Wars, Star mm-hmm. Battle Galactica, um, you know all of the stars. <laughs> clearly, your favorite is Star, yeah, Battle, Galactica. <laughs> Star Battle Galactica. Oh. So, um, yeah, and so uh, when I uh, moved to Kentucky, I, I did some some searching to see what was around. Surprisingly, there were uh, there were not a ton of businesses out here that specialized in space stuff. So it's mm. weird. I, you know, it's weird. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it, it is funny to nerd out for a second, like, 
the space program, like the atomic energy program, stuff like that was like, it's specifically put in the South to generate jobs and revenue. But it's like, it is funny to kind of think about like, so wait, your space company is based in Kentucky. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are dying to live here and work at Space Tango. So, <laughs> so how many people have died? I was going to say, what's, 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 the, what's the body count? <laughs> I won't mention a few interns' names, okay. but they're no longer with us. <laughs> May they rest in peace. Or in space. Oh, I, I yeah. understand that. Well, I was going to ask, did they die, or are you just wanting them to get some good rest? Yeah, I think, uh, and uh, again, as everything must come from space, so everything must also go to space. Mm -hmm. um, so when those interns did, you know, pass on from our presence, they were shot into space. <laughs> we're, we're veering back into us forming some sort of mystery cult right now, is, is, is what, we're, what we're doing. Oh man! All right. So, so what? What do you do? And what kind of? What in general? What does the company do? So the company specializes in kind of the reason to be in space. So okay. there's like exploration. Um, you know, there's satellites that uh, do GPS and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and kind of a new frontier is utilizing space for research and manufacturing. Um, of, you know, manufacturing, a good example would be like fiber optic cable. Mm. Um, it gets made with in space with no imperfections. So the quality of the cable is a lot better than what you can make on the earth. So Space Tango really specializes in that um, sector where there's all these kind of new possibilities with zero G research and manufacturing. Mm. And mm. we build all of the hardware and we do all of the engineering around making that possible right. for very cool and intelligent um, companies or universities that want to do stuff in space. Right. So you, you mentioned fiber optic and uh, it makes me think of this uh, amusing anecdote that when a buddy of mine said that they were installing cables like in his neighborhood, so they had like dug everything out with like a ditch witch and like we're going to put everything in the ground and the folks installing it just had the cable on the back of a truck and they had it like held down at one end and they were just like driving the truck and just like letting this bad boy like whip out of here and be, be laid in the ground. And it, it just, to me, it's really funny to think about like this delicate product that's been like developed and made in space. And then like you get old boy contractor down here in Kentucky and they're just like, ah, just get it in the ground. What's the easiest way? Like, I can just put it in the back of my truck. <laughs> and to be clear, Comcast is like the number one <laughs> space manufacturer of fiber optic. Is that? <laughs> no. So there, there, I mean, it's still in the research phase, so there's not any real, you know, installations of space made fiber optic cables oh, okay. yet. So okay. we're, so those, we're getting, we're, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so those are the kinds of fiber optics though, that would go to, you know, like the first, you know, space made human eye replica or something like that. Something that has to be so minute and exact that like, only zero gravity. So not the thing that just gets me like the NFL package. Like that's, that's something <laughs> like, truly life changing. You say eye replica, but that's one of our projects that we're working on is making an artificial retina for people who have macular degeneration and oh. eye issues. So it would basically restore vision to people who have lost vision. 
So that's, this is, I mean, we talked about Star Trek. This is some true like Geordi yeah. stuff right here to, <laughs> that's to get these fake eyes. And yeah, that's awesome. I, love I think it, what's so fascinating about space is that even when I make a joke that I think is absurd, <laughs> we, we just come right back around and go, well, actually, we're making that yeah. in real IRL again. Yeah. <laughs> we're de- yeah, like you guys are like developing like an actual human being you're describing as Adam up in space. Then Paul's just like, ah, uh, yeah, well, actually, we have. And well, actually, would be the though. theme of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's that's good. So so what what specifically are you in charge of there at uh, Space Tango? So I do uh, mechanical engineering uh, with a great team. Um, we're about six people uh, in total. Um, so mechanical engineering is anything from you know the structures, manifolds, thermal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know in our in our devices we have a lot of microfluidics. So we work with pumps and we work with flow sensors and. Um, we do a lot of machining of like micro machining of little fluid paths and mm. things like that. So, um, I also work on some of the bigger projects that we have. So we have, um, what we call facilities, which house a lot of the experiments. Okay. Um, and so we're, we're working on a next generation facility called disco. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So all of our uh, there's got to be a backstory is, uh, to that. Why is it called the disco? <laughs> well, because we're space tango, so we uh, have the disco. And we also have another facility called the mambo. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> actually, amusing antidote, but uh, the first one that will fly will be the fifth uh, mambo locker. Mambo yeah. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> because we've definitely made four of these. <laughs> But the fifth one is the flight-worthy one. So. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's I wish beautiful. I knew more about dancing, because I could make some real jokes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the biggest secret that you can't tell us about <laughs> sending things into space? So the biggest Remember, secret... this is going to go out to dozens of people. So. <laughs> So the biggest secret is that obviously because I work in the space industry, I actually know that the earth is flat, but I have to pretend. Whoa. Like, you heard it here first. <laughs> I have to pretend. So all of the stuff that I work on, my entire job, and in fact, my entire career is fake. Um, nothing that I do is real. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. That but, tracks. But we're all acting when we go to work and pretend like the earth is actually round. I actually love the idea of the first time we went to space, like both. So like the Russians got there first, we fall shortly behind, but the idea of both countries going up and like coming to a realization that the world was flat and just being like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we have to make it a secret now. (laughs) We can't let this out. It's, right, gonna, yeah. it's just gonna. Uh, we're gonna have to go to the moon yeah. to cover this up. Yuri, I'm sorry, buddy, but please don't tell anyone. <laughs> and what's weird is the moon is round, but the Earth is flat. It's super crazy. Mm-hmm. Super crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, I was hoping that this episode in particular would like just get more, you know, uh, internet attention, just because I have Logan and Paul with me, and I thought mm-hmm. maybe like Logan Paul, like that combination, okay. might mm-hmm. just like. 
you know, trigger some, yeah. you know, some search finds. But now, that we're talk- yeah. now that we're talking about Flat Earth, I mean, <laughs> for sure, this is, I mean, this yeah. episode, we're going to get millions of Joe dollars. Rogan's going to get yeah. a good after us. You so can have that go. really cool little box underneath that says disinformation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when yeah. you click on the podcast, it's great. Actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have an alert that they've agreed at, at Google and the other places, just, just don't listen to this. Like, period. <laughs> so... It's not even, we've gone past disinformation. It's like, this will not benefit you in any way. So, <laughs> so what is the funniest thing you think that you have sent to space? Well, we are unofficially the first swear word on the International Space Station. Oh, okay. Yes, so there's a local... <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, there's a local Lexington company called Big Ass Fans. Okay. Yes. And uh, we actually did a project with them. They were looking at airflow dynamics in zero G with some their fans. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until late in the process with NASA that they realized that the sticker on the payload would say Big Ass Fans. <laughs> <laughs> so we officially sent the first ass to space. That's <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah but not yeah. the last. You know, I mean, there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more asses in space. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the more billionaires that we can send up there. <laughs> hey yo. <Whoa. laughs> uh, and I mean, there's got to be a lawyer or two that's gonna make their way up there. <laughs> so you can make that joke. I can't. And that's right. Because they're my people. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> uh, what? What what do we think is the funniest thing we could send to space? So like we we've got oh. a swear word up there. What do we think we could come together and? Oh, uh, I mean Jello shots for sure, <laughs> but that's probably already been done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great question. Well, I mean, sure, surely the Ruskies like took vodka up oh, in yeah. the '60s whenever they were going up there. But like I'm I don't I don't know if our well, boys when were you... stone cold sober or not. <laughs> I think it, we should send a like. 1,000 piece Lego set to the International <laughs> Space Station because that would be virtually impossible to put together in zero gravity. And, the first, and, the first time, and they are trying to be delicate and they tear it open and it just goes everywhere. <laughs> just give them a super accurate replica of the International Space Station that they have oh, to build. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, anything that would be hard to like capture and like pull together, that would that would be perfect. Uh, what's your least favorite planet and why? My least favorite planet? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like it's probably Uranus. Okay. Because everybody <laughs> insists on saying Uranus. Yeah, but it's funnier. You know? That. Yeah. Um, but really... It's objectively it's really... funnier to say Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the progress on renaming it your big ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, surprisingly, big ass fans is working on that right now. So... <laughs> You can put a giant sticker around. It. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know Space Tango is probably a tough name to come up with, um, just because there are so many words that exist, uh, not only on Earth but in space as well. Um, words that we don't even know about. Um, but how frustrating would you say it was on a scale from one to ten for? for the founder to not be able to name the company Space Jam. (laughs) I think 
it was a matter of great distress yeah. for Twyman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I also appreciate that you said the founder. <laughs> it, it sounded very profound. Like, like he actually does work for a cult. And it's like, <laughs> I have to go to a meeting with the founder this week. <laughs> What's your favorite scene in Space Jam? Let's get into this. Oh, it's definitely when Michael Jordan stretches out his arm across okay. basically the half of the court in order to dunk the ball. Yeah, and that all comes from, if I'm remembering the scene right, Bugs Bunny stretching Donald, not Donald Duck, but uh, Daffy's, like, neck neck out, and I don't know, I guess that communicated, like, you you can do this with your arm, too? Like, I don't, I don't know from that. Yeah, I mean, anytime I see anything physically change in front of me, my first thought is, I think my arm can do that. Mm. Um, yeah. The first time I saw a car go by very fast, I yeah. thought my mm-hmm. my arm can go that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's um, your What's your favorite scene from Space Jam? Uh, my favorite scene from Space Jam uh, is just Bill Murray. Just of course, uh, you know, of course. Yeah. yeah, I just like that Bill Murray exists. Yeah. So you know, when he comes onto the floor and they're like, "How'd you get here?" and he says, "You know, he knows the producer or something yeah. like that." I was like. This is good. This kind of joke really lands with like the, you know, six to 12 age group. <laughs> I, I, I do like the scene where it's him and Larry Bird and Wayne Knight right after um, Michael has been stolen mm. by the Looney Tunes through the golf hole that he, <laughs> he like has, the Wayne Knight still has the camera and Bill Murray's like, do not point that at me. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's well-timed and, so. Yeah, I, I also, I'm a little known fact about Space Jam is that, you know, Michael Jordan gets pulled down the the golf hole mm. um, and they were really close to naming it uh, the Gulf War. <laughs> the Gulf War. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't test. <laughs> it doesn't roll. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone knows that if you think of Michael Jordan, you think of. You think of golf and yeah. Yeah, not anything. And the song just didn't work as well. Like, everybody get up. It's time to golf for. It, it didn't, that didn't test well either. Seems like a loss, yeah. yeah. It does. Oh. Well, for me, my favorite part is uh, Sexy Bunny Lady. <laughs> How old were you when you saw it? Because I think that might be true. You might be getting a, that might be one of those jokes that's actually true. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's everybody. If you saw it in some weird age range between what, like, Eight, eight to twelve, <laughs> seventeen to twenty-one. <laughs> I just saw Space Jam for the first time last week, and I thought, "Wow, that's really something." <laughs> oh my gosh! So I have some insider information mm. about uh, about Space Tango. So I understand that you did just get a new CEO. Uh, That's correct. Who has some experience in the space industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also are a former diplomat. Mm -hmm. So um, I I think the the thing that's curious to me is that you have someone who has experience sending human beings to space Mm -hmm. and experience with international diplomacy. Mm -hmm. So what are you planning to do in contacting aliens that you need someone with this particular (laughs) set of expertise? 
So I didn't want to bring up the Mexican aliens that were in the news the other week. Mexican aliens? What? Uh, what You've not seen this? I've not seen Wait, this at all. <laughs> Mexican aliens also has a completely different <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, like, yeah. No. The aliens that were brought to the Mexican government. Okay. okay. Have you seen these? No, I have no. not. What is this? Oh, well, then that's where the conversation has to end, I guess. <laughs> no. You, no. You, okay, this is the part where you in detail yeah. describe to us. The extraterrestrials yes. that were brought to the Mexican government. Well, they were very interesting looking. Um, two okay. two bodies. Two bodies. Two bone. Two sets of bones. In one body or in two? Two bodies. bodies. Okay, so if there were two so sets, two, that so we're two. Are we saying two people? Two or? aliens. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> two bodies. Extraterrestrials. Let's okay. use that word. Right. right. So extraterrestrials. Yeah, yeah. ETs. So, in this scenario, there's two extraterrestrials, and each one comes with its own set of bones. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. All right. That, that sounds like, at this moment, it still sounds like a person, maybe. So, <laughs> we can't grant them personhood yet. That's right. Because this is America. The, yeah. And so we're not really, the way we operate. we're not very good at doing that. <laughs> yeah. We, we need to get better at it. Basically, Space Tango is a shell corporation for the true purpose of debunking fake alien um you know extraterrestrial stuff like what's happening in mexico okay okay so okay. basically if you've ever watched men in black mm -hmm. there's a group of people that go around and make sure that gotcha all that kind of stuff doesn't okay. yeah oh so we're not going to remember this conversation is basically what you're saying yeah unfortunately it is being recorded so i'm not quite <laughs> sure how to handle that but uh <laughs> You will forget about it, yeah. Because when yeah. you neuralize people, you also neuralize yourself. So the tape's going to be out there somewhere. <laughs> I haven't developed the ability to just put it on the front. The neuralizer is like all around in this in this world. So <laughs> There's not a good excuse to wear sunglasses That's when you're right. just in somebody's basement at night. It would be great if at the end of this, you just slowly put on a pair of sunglasses. It's like, oh, yeah. what is this about? <laughs> He still has to know how to use a computer to delete the recording. <laughs> yeah, clearly I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think Starfleet could have prevented 9-11? Do I think Starfleet could have prevented 9-11? Absolutely. Yeah. What yeah. do you think they would have done? Well, easy. Mm. They would have uh, used the transporters okay. to transport the terrorists out of the airplanes. <clears throat> well, I got you there because... Historically, in Star Trek, transporters go down at the most inopportune times. Yeah, but so. then the engineer gives it all he's got. That's true. And <laughs> makes it work at the last second. There's no way to make this happen unless... Unless... I completely reroute the core to do what it's not That's designed right. to do, and then yeah. I could transport them out. Yes. And then it's like, well, then do... Why didn't you say that at first? Mm -hmm. See, I'm glad you asked uh, an engineer... Because you and I, when we talked about this, couldn't get past the fact that it, the transporter would go down. Yeah. Yeah. But Paul, <laughs> and, and I'm, I am assuming that, like, right before every launch, like, that they, you, like, go to the pad and they're like, oh, no, like, the rocket's upside down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you guys give it your all. Yeah. And, like, turn it the right way so it shoots, like, into space instead of into the core of the Earth. Yes. That's a good idea because also, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are a lot of times that because of weather and high winds and stuff like that, like, launches can't, like, happen when during their schedule. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, 
like Musk delivering a SpaceX rocket, but it's upside down. <laughs> it's like he did it again, guys. It's upside down. We're just gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to flip it over, I guess. Like you know, <laughs> apart from the kind of extreme ridiculous examples, there are still a lot of examples of this kind of stuff actually happening okay. <laughs> where something was mounted to the wrong torque spec or, you know, something that is very avoidable that happens and <laughs> it has soon, to be dealt with. As soon as you said torque spec, <laughs> I was just like, okay, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Is that a dance move too? I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. That's one of the warehouses you're building is the twerk. Um, the twerk specs. The twerk spec. Sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's three bounces, not four. <laughs> See, I never oh, would know. man. Look, man, all you need to know in uh, Star Trek as well is the answer is always to reverse the polarity. Like, that's all mm. you have to do. And... Whatever that means, then they've solved the problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. If bad things are happening, yeah, then the polar opposite of that is going to be good things sure. happening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it actually it's makes just, perfect just, sense. Hey, whatever we're doing right now, let's just do the opposite. Yeah. Can we? Can we, <laughs> can we science this that? real quick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Well, I mean, that's all the questions I have. I don't know about you, Ben. Do you have anything? Well, what what are some things that uh, we should know about Space Tango? In reality, I mean, we, we've joked a lot, but, yeah. um, you know, we haven't given you nearly enough space to actually talk about Space Tango. So, you know, what are some things, you know, is it, what's going on at Space Tango that we should know about? Yeah, well, it's, it's a really exciting time at the company. I think, you know, the arrival of CETA has been... Um, uh, really an awesome moment for everyone. We're looking forward to um, her utilizing her skills and connections to kind of bring more attention to the company. Um, you know, we have, we have a lot of projects under our belts and, you know, we're really hoping that um, the space industry will see how good we are at doing what we do. Um, so I think, you know, the best thing about Space Tango, all the people that work there are awesome. They're really competent. They're really driven. Um, and so I think the the stuff that's going on, all the projects that we're working on, we're trying to basically get um, the what we call middleware market. So the infrastructure is, you know, like your roads and your bridges. That's the SpaceX rockets, the Blue Origin rockets. That's International Space Station. That's a destination and then Space Tango is the utilization of all of that infrastructure. So, mm. you know, but when the internet was coming around, it was like, oh, okay, well, we got to put up all these lines and we've got to get the internet to everyone. And then Amazon comes around and like, is the reason why you go on the internet and do all this stuff. So that's what Space Tango is kind of um, developing itself to be for the future uh, in space. Wow. I love it. That's great. So <clears throat> I did think of a final question though. So whenever you get the opportunity to go to space, will you? Can you say right now definitively that you'll take us with you? <laughs> <laughs> that's the right answer. Uh, that's the right answer. <clears throat> you know, um, because the chances of me going to space are 
you know, maybe kind of in the realm of possibility. Okay. <laughs> I want to do everything I can to, I can to safeguard those chances. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to have to politely decline. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a really good answer, actually. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple things we like to ask any guest that comes on. Um, and the first one is, uh, you know, because Space Tango is, you know, a really amazing thing that is here in Lexington um, that really makes Lexington a better place. Uh, what are some of your favorite places in Lexington that people need to know about? Well, Deauville is an obvious answer. Le Deauville, a uh, wonderful French restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get the true French experience, okay. meaning that you will wait quite some time, <laughs> and then <laughs> you will take your time eating the food as well. Yeah, uh, so it's a long dinner, uh, but it's totally worth it if you're not in a hurry um, to get a good, uh, yeah. good plate of French food. Can you give a quick pitch for Le Deauville in <laughs> French? That's my best attempt. No, no, that's great. That I was... think I should do it with just the yeah, French absolutely. accent in English. Yeah. Oh. Please, <laughs> filthy Americans, come to Deauville. You will experience real food for the first time in your life. This is the best place in Lexington to get your food. Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> that was... It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm actually like uncomfortable because I'm so attracted to, <laughs> to Paul Red just from that. Um, so let's just go like straight to the next question. Um, Please. So uh, finally, the last thing that we need to know, because, uh, you know, we are obviously like on the fast track to celebrity. So, you know, we're like we're thinking about like who are the big shots in Lexington mm-hmm. and like obviously at the top of that list is Steve Zahn who mm-hmm. we love and adore. Mm-hmm. Um, so when was the last time that you saw Steve Zahn? Um, I unfortunately don't know who Steve Zahn is. Oh <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, but, but in order to salvage the situation, I do know... It's the least you can do. (laughs) I do know that the actor who plays Captain Kirk in the original Star Trek series, Mm -hmm. whose name is Bill Shatner, Shatner, also lives in the area. He does. And I have seen him not once. I don't think he leaves his horse farm. To be honest, because like, it's what like fifteen hundred acres or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, it's like an entire county. And he's probably just reenacting scenes from Star Trek and Miss Congeniality. And yeah. so, I, if I were William Jenner, I imagine that every night I would have a dream that I was Captain Kirk. That was so vivid. Yeah. That when I when I woke up, I would think I was in just sort of like the simulator, mm. you know, mm. like in this sort of like weird, like old timey, like rustic setting. And I would just kind of like go about my time on earth as though that were a dream. Well, I have some good news for you. That reality exists. And it's, that's basically the plot of one of the movies. So <laughs> perfect. So now he's just living it out here in Kentucky. Maybe we're all in the holodeck. Oh, yes. maybe we are. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a second. So, while we're on the topic of Star Trek, one of my favorite movies is First Contact, 
when Picard goes onto the holodeck to get a machine gun to kill the Borg, he can just turn off the safety or it, turn off the safety protocol. My question is, why is that a thing? Why would you ever be in like a holodeck situation and be like, I want real danger to exist? Like, is this a, a secret torture chamber or like? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a secret whatever you need it to be chamber. Sure, right. So, right, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So I imagine that there are some applications for having sort of like physically tangible things yeah um other no. than injury <laughs> no, uh, in, this, in this reality what he's like what he's demonstrating is like uh it's like computer beaches of normandy <laughs> and then it's just like turn off safety protocol and then it's like i want to feel what it was like to be there and so <laughs> it's not the same if you know that you can't get hurt oh wow that's you know Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us with some of your favorite day-to-day experiences, just email us at wetooktheliberty at gmail.com. If we deem it worthy of discussion, you might hear us talk about it on the pod. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>